0: So you've decided to listen to the Realities Ours podcast. How brave of you. Nate and Paranoid American may think that they're merely discussing cryptozoology, interdimensional realities, and crude humor.
1: But know this. Listening to this podcast puts you on a certain list. The Clinton body count, if you will. The truths they reveal are not for the faint of heart, nor the blissfully ignorant. Listen if you dare, but remember, some doors, once opened,
0: cannot be closed. And now... Your hosts, those audacious explorers of forbidden knowledge, the Reality Czars, Nate and Paranoid American,
2: and we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast, and we are hosting tonight Nate and Thomas, Paranoid Motherfucking American. Watch your
3: mother loving mouth.
2: <laughs> we are so happy. We are honored. We have Simon Esler back on the show. Simon, thank you so much, man.
0: Oh, glad to be back.
2: Buddy, uh, you are always putting out some seriously fucking triggering content, and then uh, I, in our wonderful Telegram group that is very small but mighty, you shared a fucking uh, a trailer for a new little mini doc that you put out, and I was like, holy shit, we have to have you back on the show, let's fucking promote this, people need to see this, so uh, Simon, how you been, and for everybody that hasn't, that doesn't know who, who you are. Why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and what's the best place to find you and support you?
0: Yes. Uh, Well, you know, I've been good. I've been grinding. I'm you know, generally focused on producing my own forms of warfare, mostly in the form of content and memes and documentaries. Um, I basically was forced into going full time with content creation through the lockdowns because all the other work that I was doing, I was working as an actor and a personal support worker. I was working as an, uh, an ordained minister. I was doing lots of different things. And when that all got shut down, I was like, okay, I'm going to go hard. I was working for a streaming platform called Rise TV. Uh, They were Edge of Wonder TV at the time. Um, And so I was producing content professionally for them for a while. Uh, I did that for a few years and then decided, you know, I want to produce something on my own. First independent documentary I did was cut Daughters of the West, which deeply explores the impact of the demoralization of the Western world on girls on preteen and teenage girls. So that was a pretty hard hitting piece that really unpacked that it goes from the plastic surgery industry, right into gender affirmative care and how all of that, uh, including social media and all this stuff is really coming down hard on girls. Um, and so since then I've been working on a new docu series called entrenched that's in the works. I got lots of killer interviews. Uh, upcoming for that, including Alex Zek and uh, Robert Malone and a few other really, really awesome, awesome interviews. Uh, But most recently, I released my short film, Canada's Red Shadow. And this is um, a short documentary on the evolution of Marxism and how it ties to gender ideology in Canada. And it was inspired by my direct encounter with a local Marxist chapter, who was leading a counter-protest against the One Million March for Children, which was a protest that occurred across Canada with parents pulling their kids out of schools because of what uh, kind of disgusting content is in the curriculum, because the schools are secretly socially transitioning their children, because the medical care system here, the healthcare system, has been empowered to medically transition children without any parental consent. Um, And so the parents were pissed off and they stood up and it happened across Canada. So when I went to that, I found that the counter protest was being led by active neo-Marxists with pictures of Karl Marx. And I said, well, hey, if they're saying it's communism, maybe I have a chance to finally teach everyone about how Marxism and communism have evolved so that they understand that we are indeed dealing with communist warfare, communist ideological subversion into Canada. And so that's really what I'm hoping to punch through with this new short social media documentary
2: yeah man i kind of i feel that if you are showing up for a counter protest uh to pro to <laughs> to protest against uh parents and their rights and not wanting to teach sexually explicit material to kids uh you might be a fucking chomo and <laughs> every single one of those pieces of <laughs> shit should, should probably at least be looked at like scrutinized uh pretty well um because it kind of sounds like they want to fuck your kids uh and they certainly want your kids groomed so they're easier to fuck that's uh kind of the vibes i'm getting by those neo-marxist dill holes
3: just just to clarify you're working on this new documentary about marxism right so i assume that's because the first issue has been solved now like they're not doing anything to the girls anymore we've turned that corner and now we're solving <laughs> the next problem that was right behind that one
0: yeah that's right yes of course cool. the girls are no longer being destroyed <laughs> wait no they are so we actually had
2: you on for that so anybody that wants to go back and listen to that i was looking it up over here that was that was episode number 156 and it was i called it the transhumanist war on our daughters
0: yes you can go card. um you guys can go to daughters of the west uh film.com. and that right there you'll see on the landing page will be my new film uh canada's red shadow but then you can click in the menu you'll see you can go check out cut daughters of the west as well plus i got like courses i got my free thought shop where you can get a some swag maybe even a nice little free thinker mug you know lots of good good things there
2: hell yeah dude so i mean i don't know how we want to get this started i think we are gonna fucking shout out our t-shirts real fast so why don't why don't we shout out our oh, t shirts? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, shout so- out to Oddfellows. fellows, odd fellows thank you, man. Jeez. Uh this is fucking sick of shit. Um, thank you so much for the t-shirts, bro. Uh it's smiley face killer slash zodiac killer. And then Thomas has like a really fucking awesome Mark Zuckerberg Obey t shirt. It's fucking sweet. So odd fellows, you guys are awesome. Thank you for the for the swag. And, hey, if you own a t-shirt company and you want a shout-out, send us a fucking t-shirt. we <laughs> will give
4: you a shout-out.
0: <laughs> Simon, what do you got on your shirt, too? You said you have a brand-new shirt. That's right. This is Free Thinker. I got this. And then also, uh, I, I don't have it on me right now, but I have a good retro Communism Kills shirt yeah. that uh, I just released as well. And actually, if you put in the code red shadow, you can get five bucks off that one. I I am putting out that code to celebrate the release of this mini documentary. So red shadow will give you five bucks off a communism kills retro shirt. Hell yeah. And where can they find
2: that at simonessler.com
0: or? That's right, (laughs) simonessler.com or daughtersofthewestfilm.com. That'll take you really to the same place in the end. And you can see the free thought shop is in there and we got tons of stuff going on there, even some apparel for kids. Uh, and, uh, I launched a new legacy keepers project. So there's some legacy keepers stuff there. That's about helping families to build legacy because it turns out that really the deep state and the new world order, the shit that scares them the most is family legacy. That's the main thing they don't want. The communists hate it. The globalists hate it. They do not want your family to produce strong legacies that last generations. So do that. Basically.
2: Yeah, they don't want you to have kids. They don't want you to have family ties. They don't want you to have like wisdom from your elders. They want That's you right. to, uh, bend over, get, uh, tuck your dick back and get butt fucked. That's, uh, what these monsters want. So <laughs> yep. we are going to play the trailer so everybody knows what the hell we're talking about. Uh, this is probably going to give us a YouTube strike because we're playing a YouTube video while on YouTube. I don't know how that works, but it might. I don't know. Uh, but we, Simon made the video, YouTube, and Simon has given us express permission to play this video. I don't know how, it works. how it works.
3: I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> But uh, you know what? Fuck you, YouTube. So we're going to play this, <laughs> this clip right now and see what happens. All right. You guys ready? Ready. Uh, let's see here. Screen share. I'm, I'm a boomer, so this will take me just a second. There we go. Share and you guys can all see this Mm -hmm. yes all right let's full screen it
1: Absolutely, there's a communist element in a lot of these people who are pushing this ideology they tell us that they bring signs with the hammer and the sickle they bring signs with vladimir lenin's face on them they've got karl marx on some of their propaganda this is radical leftism who want to take away parental rights well yeah communism explicitly wants to disrupt the nuclear family Karl Marx is specifically talks just about that. Communism swept all throughout Eastern Europe, South America, Asia. It never grabbed a hold in much of the West, but it's never gone away. And now, instead of just calling it communism, they've rebranded it. And the new name for communism is equity. It's diversity, equity, and inclusion. To the average person out there, they think that sounds lovely. But what is equity? Equity is the same results for everybody. It's tearing down someone to bring them to the same level. It's communism and it doesn't work. It's destroyed every society that's ever tried it. And this is just its new incarnation. These people are celebrating some of the greatest mass murderers in human history. That's what they want to bring back. And the media won't even comment on it.
0: And our government, is going to use our kids to
1: change our culture. There it
3: is. That's one of the trailers anyways. Which yeah, is the bad but... part. What, what? Why are we against equity? I don't get it now. I'm confused.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Simon, do you want to fucking send us that trailer? I want to see Trudeau's face in that butthole. Okay, that well, on...
0: I don't know if that one's on YouTube. That's okay.
2: That's That'll probably get you uh, off here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you do it on Twitter? It might be on Twitter.
2: Yeah, send us a link. We should take a look
0: we'll, at that. We'll what is that, that one? There's the butthole trailer. Let me grab the butthole trailer. It's pretty. Yeah, we got to watch well. the butthole
2: trailer. I, I mean, I know our audience is dying to watch the butthole trailer.
0: The thing is, too, is that like that butthole, that thing is like that's a book for kids here. It's like grades four to six. You know
2: what? i bet i can probably make that instagram one work maybe you want to try it let's see what happens if i do that okay but you know it automatically just starts playing that's a that's the annoying thing about the instagram uh, one. oh
0: yeah okay let me let me find the let me find the one on uh, x
2: but uh in the meantime yeah Thomas, how you been dude what are you up to everything man i bet i got toys going
3: i got games going i don't know if you saw i got a game that just the opening page launched on steam so if you go on steam and you search for lucifer lives in lower manhattan or if you just search for lucifer it's like one of the only games that has the name lucifer in it uh funny enough i'm kind
2: of surprised by that actually
3: there's like three but and i'm one yeah. of the three now so so that that's that's a pretty that's big a niche deal
2: market buddy yeah
3: it is a niche market and it's and it's uh i think that the people that are going to come across it are going to expect that they're just walking into some random throwaway game and end up walk walking away knowing all about freemasonry and like the late 1800s and satanism and hollywood and all kinds of crazy stuff
2: do you ever get like talkings too when you like drop too much knowledge yeah, I'm doing
4: does your lodge
2: ever go like you have to shut the fuck up thomas you're spilling too much or you just kind of dance on that line
3: yeah i mean (laughs) like it's it's a don't ask don't tell kind of situation and my understanding is yeah there's certain like i think i know where the line is when it comes to like anyone caring so i mean i can i can say stuff i just can't say certain stuff okay that's about as that's about as specific as I can get. Uh.
2: Uh, there we go. All right. I just let's found it.
0: Here. Let me send it to you.
2: It's pretty. It's pretty fucking great.
0: Let's see this ball. It's the one man. that triggered the most people. Yeah, we're gonna build up the butthole, guys. Like, really, let's build this up. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs>
2: i'm sorry thomas the butthole is blurred so you're not going to get a chocolate starfish but i've got a wild
3: imagination okay <laughs> i'm actually if i think hard enough i can see a butthole right now
0: <laughs> i can let copy this hell yeah okay there you go there's
2: that link okay everybody we're gonna now watch the butthole trailer on Twitter, everybody go follow Simon right now on on X, I guess. Son of yeah. a bitch.
0: Yeah, give me a follow on X. I think I'm really shadow banned on there still. I got to say, I have some weird shit going on with that account.
2: Oh, dude, I for sure am. I was saying some wild shit on there. They, they definitely don't like me. Uh, wait, that's the wrong page. There we go. Are you being fucking serious right now? Get out of here, you son of a bitch. Okay, good. It should <laughs> let me play this. All right, so we're going to share this real quick. Let's fucking watch it. Uh, Screen share. Screen share. Simon Esler X page. We're sharing this fucking video. Everybody can see it? Yeah, full screen
0: that. Let's do it. All right. Never suggested that someone who's concerned about parental rights is somehow filled with hate or intolerance.
2: If you look at the various curriculums, you'll see that there is no what is being said out there about aggressive teaching or conversion
3: of kids to being LGBT. We do not need to be having literature that's showing boys how to suck
4: He's undoing my belt. I'm reaching into his bedside drawer for a condo. I'm a sixth grader. I'm a sixth grader. I'm a sixth grader. I'm a sixth grader.
0: And I'm the sixth teacher grade sixth profession is going to be the one to indoctrinate your kids.
4: The teachers go to PD meetings paid for by the board or ministry where we are verbally told that we shouldn't show books with nuclear families or white people.
0: It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to educate one generation of students exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of of at least three generations. The
1: new name for communism is equity. It's diversity, equity, and inclusion.
0: Trans rights are workers' rights, save, struggle, save, fight! Trans rights are workers' rights, save, struggle, save,
2: fight! And our government is going to use our kids to change our culture. Damn. You know, it's funny. They say trans rights are workers' rights these motherfuckers aren't
0: working <laughs> <laughs> it's true you they're like all random. at every protest somehow
3: are you saying yeah. sex
0: work is not work
2: hi yvette yvette says hi everyone yeah, what's
0: up yvette <laughs> yeah dude. that chant though the trans rights are workers rights that for me was like the moment when i was like i gotta make this into a movie because that's like the full merger of the trans ideology and the communist ideology, like publicly showing them to be the same thing. It's them saying it. So I was like, okay, great. Fucking hell. They said it. Yes. Let's go.
2: We're not like breaking ground here. When I say that these same goofballs that claim to be fucking communists, they have to know that if they were in the USSR and let's say 1912, they would have been shot. First fucking thing. First of all, like, Lennon would have been like, "What the fuck is that? What did, like they wanted strong, healthy workers, and not, these people are autistic, retarded, uh, <laughs> vegan, <laughs> too thin, ugly. Uh, what the fuck?" Lennon would have just shot them in the fucking face. He would have had them against a wall and blown their fucking brains out. And so in that way, I'm like, "Okay, bring communism back." let's 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 let them clean up
0: well that's something yuri bezmanov said too in that same like <laughs> that same interview yuri bezmanov called these people the useful idiots and he said they will be the first ones to be lined up and shot when it actually turns to communism they'll be the first ones lined up and shot they're considered useful idiots. So he's t- and he was talking not just about these protesters but about like the university professors and like the high level people who are promoting this in academia all that shit he's like they're, they're the first ones to go as soon as there's like the tyrant in power, they are useless to them. They know way too much. They're lined up against the wall. They're shot. You know they that's know too
2: much. They're too fucking radical. Like yeah. you don't need like you need the radicals when you're trying to upturn fucking society. And as soon as you have power, you want it. That thing to be fucking chill. Yeah. You want to shut that shit down. And so if you have some radicals that feel like they're owed something, <laughs> they're like, yeah. "Where's my piece? I did my part." That's cute.
0: I mean, they're they're so like they're so out of touch with what they're doing. Like I okay, so when I found these Marxists, I started to research them. I found the local Marxist chapters, uh Substack. I started following their Substack, reading their articles, being like, you know, who the fuck are these people and how are they thinking? So here's how out of touch they are, right? Because we know that these grassroots communist movements, these are really like what globalists need, right? The whole plan is for the globalists to use these smaller communist operations you know across the nations to disrupt and and destroy nation states to create a power vacuum so that they can step in with the United Nations and the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization to fill that power vacuum but they need communism to do it so the insane thing is that you go to the Substack for these Canadian Marxists and they're literally like citing the World Economic Forum to try to back up their position they have no idea that they are empowering like a super bourgeois, like a super class. That they they have no fucking clue. They're creating this like globalist super class with communism, which is actually their nightmare, right? Like they don't want that shit. But they well, that's don't not
3: understand. real communism.
4: That's that's,
0: right. that's that's
2: always it. the answer dude and it, it's always been that way every yeah. single fucking time like i try to look at now like i was a very big student of history i was obsessed with history that was really the only thing i was good at in school i was like obsessed with fucking history and then you find out that it's all manipulated like you see how like the present is manipulated and you're like oh january 6th was worse than 9 11 whack jo- whack job <laughs> shit like that and you're like Oh, these people are fucking liars. And so everything that I'm reading through the history book, I need to fucking take with the most gigantic grain of salt because whoever like they say, whoever was a fucking victor gets to write the history books, right? So um, right. I think about it now, too. It's like every single revolution throughout history, every single successful revo- revolution, to me, I think was fucking co-opted by the globalists to begin with. Like, you look at the French Revolution when they were trying to take, o- take out the monarchies and things like that. I mean, to me, that was like Freemason infiltration, trying to take out some like uh, some fucking... Some well, that global- was, it was
3: Game of Thrones. It was like rich people, A, taking out rich people, B, and then having... Yeah, a well, I said, to-
2: I said Freemasons, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's true. Like 100%. And actually that like kind of deception, it really even trickles down to these low level uh, communists. This is what, I just released a Substack on this today. Okay. Because I realized something when I was releasing the film, I was going through my footage and I was like, holy fuck. So there's a clip that I used from a rebel news documentary on the 1 million March for children in that documentary. There's this journalist named David Menzies. Who He goes up to one of the counter-protesters, and this is at a point when, like, magically, all the signs of Karl Marx have disappeared. So when they actually went to confront the parents, they put away their Karl Marx signs. They didn't show that shit, right? So they're deceptive on many levels. This guy, David Menzies, is like, this is communism 101, right? Destroy the family, rebuild society in the communist image. The guy's just like, you have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea what you're talking about. You've never read Marx. I don't even think you've ever read a book. So I go back and look at my footage. That same motherfucker is in the actual earlier counter protest with all the Marxists holding up pictures of Karl Marx, telling people this isn't communism. And then 10 minutes earlier, he's there with all the Karl Marx people holding up the Karl Marx signs like these people will lie. They'll lie and say it's not communism. And then they'll go chant about communism.
3: Well, it's like, because it's not real communism. So they'd be like, oh, it's not communism. Like <laughs> my my uh, my sign, that was like this other version of it.
0: Yeah, man. They're just so twisted, but they will hide it. And that's that's what shocked me. Because when I walked into the counter protest, you know, something I described in my Substack, I show people how it was. Because when I got there, the counter protesters and the parental rights protesters, they were in totally separate areas. They were not together yet. So the counter-protesters had set up their own little space where it was just all them chanting for each other. They're all chanting trans rights or workers' rights, but it's just them. Like, they're not confronting the parents yet. So what happened was the parents are up on the north lawn of Queen's Park. The two groups are separated by a legislative building, so they can't even see or hear each other. It gets to the point in the protest where the counter-protesters mobilize and they march north in Queen's Park and they go to confront all the parents. But just before they did that, They put away all their Marxist signs, they tucked away the faces of Karl Marx, and when they showed up, it was just signs that said trans rights are human rights. And like, we're not touching your kids, (laughs) just like stupid shit like that. They were hiding the communism as soon as they went to confront the parents. And then of course in the media. The media went crazy about how incredible the counter protesters were. They tried to frame it saying across Canada, the counter protesters overwhelmed the parental rights protesters, which at least in Toronto was an outright lie. But of course, the media also does not state that the counter protest in Toronto was led by active Marxists. They hide that as well. So it's all sorts of deception, you know, about whether or not there's just an actual overt communist movement leading this, like they're fucking saying it. But only when they were alone in a group, I was shady shit.
2: Yeah, it's it's fascinating because I wouldn't say that it is. uh, I wouldn't say that it's like Marxist led because I mean they are. Those are just the goofballs on the street. Those goofballs, oh, yeah. they they are yeah. the Marxists. They're like they believe in it. They're they yes, like yes. But the people that are actually, cause dude, I I had a buddy and he is still a good friend of mine. Uh, He was a member of book club, is what they would call it down here in Portland. Uh, um a black block type of group uh of folks that were uh, you know very very violent kind of psychos and he's he good friend of mine whatever we disagree i at the time i would call myself an anarchist or a panarchist uh, i don't even know what the fuck to call myself anymore and so like we would have these like philosophical like uh, debates and we'd have these ideas and whatever but he would also tell me that like they were getting funding from places. There was all, oh, yeah. there was all kinds of fucking things. And I was just like, where are you guys getting that from? And he'd be like, yeah. whoa, this group or something It like, like some sort of Soros. He kind of shit. Like yeah, these fucks, dude, they, they're so like, my friend is actually brilliant. He's a fucking brilliant guy. I, he's just so fucking like indoctrinated in this shit. Yeah. Like and and I get where he's coming from with some of it. Like they, they're, they're able to sell it to like disaffected, um, young radicals. And I get it. Cause I would have been one of them. I was 100%. close, dude. If I hadn't found like libertarianism and had kind of gotten like, and got sold on property rights and capitalism and things like that, I for sure would have fucking been one of these nuts. Cause like I was radical as fuck, dude. Um, yeah, I no, was just a totally. right wing anarchist. I wasn't a left wing anarchist, which means I, uh, respect property rights uh so <laughs> but like these fucking goofballs dude like uh i'm i fucking forgot what i was gonna say but anyways they're fucking nuts dude oh that's what i was gonna say like they can sell you on it like make it sound good like because i guess like out here in portland oregon there is a big white supremacist movement and like uh, supposedly dude i don't even know if i fucking believe these guys anymore but they were telling me that like the nazis were like uh like waiting for gay boys to walk out of gay bars and beating them up for just cause they were gay. And, and, and so then they would like, uh, escort them home and stuff. And they were like, he was basically trying to sell me on like, dude, we're, we're just like, we're the neighborhood police. Cause the cops won't we're actually, Batman, bro. We're Batman. yeah, we're Batman. Yeah. We're Batman. yeah. <laughs> and so like, and like, it, and sometimes I'm like, all right. I mean, that sounds like you're doing a good thing. You're like protecting the community and stuff. And so anyways, no,
0: I agree with what but, you're saying. Like they're, they're not when I say it. when I say they're leading it, I know that technically this is all fueled by like globalists and all these NGOs, but what I mean to say is that as far as the community went, when I went and found the counter protest, it was led by the local Marxist group. They had a megaphone with a Marxist sign. Everyone was gathered around the Marxist woman with the megaphone and they were chanting Marxist chants that clearly this group had practiced beforehand because it was like, not just a repeat after me, it was a call and response they had rehearsed. So it was like the counter protest was mobilized by this local like Marxist chapter. And like, I even went and talked to just like a mom who had like three trans kids. And I'm like, okay, I don't know why you're not questioning why all of your kids are trans, but okay. This is just like a normal mom who's standing in this crew of Marxists questioning none of it. So, it's like the Marxists were gathering and getting people riled up and getting them together to go and march against the par- parental rights people and then tucking away their shit. So, it's like that's what shocked me is that there was no pretending that this wasn't Marxism. When I went over there, I was like, holy shit, they're saying it. And all the like sort of normal, just gender ideology parents and shit weren't questioning any of that. That was like totally cool for them. So, like that part to me was kind of new. Because I was used to people saying, no, this is just about protecting trans kids. No, this is trans rights, her human rights, all this shit. When they were saying, no, trans rights are workers' rights. It's fucking Marxism and we're ready to go. And it's was like, okay. You know what's so right.
2: funny, though, is like it, through every single version of communism, they've tried to appeal to the workers yeah, and it's never worked. You know, <laughs> like Marx was trying it, uh, like – Every single yeah. one of them would try to go and try to like organize labor movements and be like, come on, workers of the world unite, right? Yeah. Am I right, bro? And they're like, get the fuck out of here. Yep.
0: <laughs> but then you know what? Like, you look at like the uprising that's going on in Germany right now, for example, right? You know, like the farmers are going crazy in Germany and they're like, they're, they're there's this huge uprising and there's like a couple other places in Europe, I believe, like in, uh, Amsterdam, 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 Amsterdam. right? A whole bunch, right? Okay, yeah. so we see that and we're like, fuck yeah it's they're hitting really back fine. against the globalists you know they're hitting back against all the globalist policies that are ruining the farming industry but these marxists see it and they're like this is it this is the worker class revolution right they they've reframed it so you go and read like their substack they see all those uprisings around the world they see that as the working class rising up against capitalism they've so to them that's evidence of their fucking shit working
2: Dude, it's so retarded because they see themselves in those farmers, but who they're <laughs> working for is the globalists that are shutting yes. down the farmers. Exactly. They're, they're so fucking retarded. Exactly. Like those farmers just want to fucking feed their fucking cows like grass and they want to fucking raise their fucking cattle. And meanwhile, those same vegan anarchists are trying to fucking kill those farmers because <laughs> their meat is murder. Like
1: yeah. it's
2: absolutely nuts, dude. I mean, they're out Portland, of touch. Man. I th- yeah, Portland has an extra flair of retard, I think, because uh, I, I told this on the show, like, I don't know, a few weeks ago, but I went to a, a leftist punk show out here at a vegan bar. And dude, I think I could have beat every single person up in that bar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like that. Well, it's, it's kind of like that here to an extent. Like Toronto is pretty extreme. This is one of the things I talk about in the film, because I realized when I got there, okay, right across the street is the University of Toronto, super far left leaning like so far left-leaning that at one point Jordan Peterson was going to launch a website to basically warn people about all the courses at U of T that were promoting communism and like, you know, all this nonsense propaganda. So, because that's where Jordan Peterson was originally teaching, right? So he launched this whole thing. So they've been going further and further left. So across the street from this protest, was u of t 18 minutes from there was their gender and sexual diversity office and then a 20 minute walk in another direction was the former communist headquarters of canada which is now the mansion purchased by black lives matter with the money they raised in the us so it's like literally surrounding us is all this like just radical left-wing communist shit. so no wonder they had like come in like decent numbers because it was their zone. It was their hood. There's so much, so many little communist neo-Marxist headquarters in that area of Toronto. So it's like, I kind of made this being like, man, it's kind of bad here. Maybe I should look at whether Toronto is a microcosm for what is spreading across the whole country. And indeed when I did live coverage from this protest, that's what caused a Toronto district school board teacher to reach out to me and say, I want to anonymously blow the whistle. Thank you for covering this. I'm in a downtown Toronto school and it is much worse than people realize. So that's one of the things that's in the film is this testimony from this anonymous whistleblower from the Toronto district school board straight up saying, they tell us, don't teach things with nuclear families. Don't show books with white kids, show books with boys and dresses. They're telling the teachers, you have to do this as part of school improvement plans.
2: You know, this is going to sound weird, but uh, I I look at white people right now and I'm like, you guys are maybe the biggest pussy faggots in the entire world. Stand up. I want some proud white people. Where are the proud white people? Like, you like you guys have to, like, sit down when you pee now. Like, look at Germany. They're so fucking cucked. Like, where, what, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, white people are literally afraid to say, I'm proud to be white. Why, black people can say it. I can say la raza. I can say Brump pride all day. I say <laughs> nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> like yeah. white people are so fucking. It's like this suicide, man. And I'm just watching it happen right now. And it's like, like you can't even fucking talk about like white people in your fucking white country. What the fuck? You can't teach about like I, I'm not even saying being specific. Don't be don't be fucking racist. But be proud of who the fuck you are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Know, well, they this is sandwiches
2: And be like, yeah, yeah, I'm
0: happy. I'm proud. I don't know. Jesus fucking Christ, white people. But it's is critical race up. theory. This is a hundred percent the impact of critical race theory. And it's brutal. Well, it's brutal on a number of levels because now they have us like focusing way more on race as it is. So now yeah. it's like, you have to be like really white and black and talk about everyone's fucking race. That's part of, even that is part of what they're trying to fucking engineer is to have everyone so fucking focused on that. That it ends up creating all this crazy division, in addition to the fact that what you're saying is like people are actually cucked, like they literally are ashamed. They're teaching young white boys that they are dangerous, that they should feel bad for who they are, that they are inherently racist. And it's even worse than that, because they say this is literally what the critical race theorists say. Racism is everywhere at any time. There's never, you can't question whether racism is present in any circumstance, any media any relationship they claim that it is always there it's only a matter of using the theories to find it in that instance that is what they believe so it's like inverted i want to give some white pills man i feel like
2: normal people are starting to see through this shit and they're starting to stand up i really fucking hope Jesus, man, like I, I don't I think that the left, it seems like or whatever you want to call it. I hate saying the left and the right because then you're in their fucking paradigm. But like, I feel like these these fucking globalist homos, the global homo has pushed oh, yeah. too fucking far. Yep. I now, agree. With but that.
0: that's why there was the protest across Canada. That was it. Man. What do you think?
2: What happens when the normal people will say like the, the people? What happens when the people rise up? Like we saw how the trucker parade got like uh, the parade, whatever you want to fucking call it. (laughs) You made it sound so gay. (laughs) Like we saw how it got smashed and they got demonized. Can they keep doing that? Like what's going to happen if we just say, fuck you.
0: I mean, to a certain extent, I do think that they're prepared for those uprisings. You know, I don't think it's a surprise to the new world order, deep state motherfuckers, when there's these big uprisings, I think that's part of their social engineering you know, plan. They understand there's gonna be uprisings here. Poe Schwab writes about this, right? He writes about a, a, a world in turmoil with increasing social upheavals and how you have to use like the new uh, technocracy to, to manage it um, and, to, and to implement like, you know, the systems that are gonna manage like continuously uh, restless populations. So it's not like that part's a surprise for them, but I do watch some of it, like, failing deeply as far as I know, like, uh, what, what they're up to. For example, you know, I think with the truckers, uh, Trudeau had to unveil himself as a real tyrant. Like, he he was not um, seen as a tyrant until the truckers really, truly on the world stage. He got deeply exposed. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, when Trudeau first got elected, um... He wasn't seen as a tyrant at all in fact there was all these fucking memes of him shirtless because he kept doing these like st- these stupid pr stunts where he would like jog shirtless into someone's like beach wedding and be like oh i didn't realize there was a wedding here and then like jog off like he really fucking did that like two or three times and then there was all these memes about like how dude, he's such he's- a creepy fuck boy dude he's a- oh he's disgusting <laughs> he's so gross and at the time though that was working because he had like that be- he had a better image in canada there was all these memes about women fawning over him shit so you go from the arc of like trudeau being with uh, like all these memes of him being like the best looking global leader in the world all this fucking bullshit to him being exposed on the world stage as an absolute fucking tyrant like just openly being talked about that way And, you know, like RFK Jr. did a great uh, video the other day talking about the Trudeau regime and his response to the truckers. It was like, bang on. Uh, But so there's that. And then there's also the fact that like the Canadian media was put on its heels. They were struggling to contain the narrative because the problem is that, you know, the Canadian media, they're all about the DEI, right? They're all about the diversity, equity and inclusion. The problem was that the trucker convoy it was totally dei like it was like brown people with white people vaccinated unvaccinated like it was like all these different groups coming together it really was like the perfect picture of their sort of utopia in terms of like all the identities working together so they had to spin the shit out of it and and it got to the point where even the shitty shady propagandist new york times they were reporting on the fact that the truckers were being arrested at gunpoint Trudeau went fucking crazy and sent in these jackboot thugs, right? Literally arresting them at gunpoint. New York Times reports on this and the CBC goes on Twitter and tries to claim that the New York Times is spreading disinformation. And the reporter from the New York Times fucking slammed CBC and said, I was there. These are my photos. Fuck you. And posted all the photos of the truckers being arrested at gunpoint. So the CBC got owned by the New York Times. So I think a lot of that fucked over trudeau's whole system uh in a lot of ways and it created an opportunity for canadians to actually have some fucking patriotism for once i'll admit it was like the most patriotic experience for me so i don't know some of it may have played to our advantage even though i know they're prepared for some of these upheavals it's still war you know we can't just black pill the shit out of ourselves all the time this is war we have to recognize that there's there's the ways that we respond and you know there's also some like i think there's some like white hat forces mixed in with the black hat like there's always deeper shit going on as far as i can tell there's
2: gotta be good guys right like i don't i don't like i really want to fucking make sure people don't think i'm talking some QAnon, uh some goofball white hat kind of like someone's gonna save you no one's gonna save you you have to save you but Hopefully, for the love of God, there's got to be some good guys <laughs> fighting these pieces of shit, too. And you know yeah. what? They look like us. They're fucking normal people standing up, raising up. Uh, I And I hope at, like, somewhere high in the elite government there are some good people. I kind of fucking doubt it. I kind of think they're all bought, sold, and paid for. I kind of don't think they get into those positions without having to fuck, it, fuck or murder a kid or something. I don't think that you get that sort of power without, like, you have to kiss the ring. You got to do something terrible, but who the fuck knows, man? It's fucking wild, dude.
0: Well, there's a lot of possibilities too, right? Because these people, like, like they're losers. They're they're, they're losers in that they're so self interested. They're so obsessed with power for themselves that also they'll fucking turn on each other. Yeah. So the more we rise up, like these fucks will totally sacrifice each other. And so you know, on the one hand, I think I think it's reasonable to assume that there are likely some white hats. On the other hand. It doesn't matter to the extent that we need to stand up as if there are not, right? We have to do the work as if we have no one in there. Anyways, we have to do the grassroots work. You know, you have to do the local action to create the global impact. That's part of what I'm trying to do with this, right? Expose locally, win globally. So, one of the messages I'm trying to release with this film is, you know, I focus tightly on how is neo Marxism manifest in my area of the world? So, like 99% of the evidence in this film canada's red shadow is either in toronto or in ontario so in my city or my province so i looked at just like what is going on how is this neo-marxist critical race theory gender ideology shit manifest only here so i can say look how bad it is if i just study my corner of the world and what does it mean for you to look at how this war is manifest in your community so my call to action is you know share this film along with a story of how this shit is manifest in your community because people have to get on the same page. We have to all understand, okay, some portion of this is communist warfare. That has to get into the Overton window because they've worked really hard to keep that out of the Overton window. They don't want that to be a talking point that anyone can use in a mainstream way. So when you lay it out and say, look, they're saying it's communism. Look at all the communist warfare. This ties to our knowledge of communist warfare. We can see how Neo-Marxism became a thing. Then I want people to go and find out what it's like in their community so that you're not just stuck in the online outrage machine and going and looking at like the worst shit in other parts of the world and you know, drag queens like showing their dicks to children in like a city somewhere else. They're like, figure out how it's happening in your city, in your community, and expose that. That's what I've really focused on in this film because I think the whole, you know, expose locally, win globally principle is is important. And I think that's what's gonna do a lot of the winning for us.
2: You know, I think really what it is is they fucked up when they started uh, when they started after the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, for the most part, right wingers or whatever you want to fucking call us, normal fucking people, normal folks that work hard every day and take care of our families. Now that makes you a right winger. Uh, We don't give a shit if there's a fucking drag show. Like there can be a drag show if it's for adults. Yeah, I've been to a drag show. I got, I got a fucking lap dance f- by a fucking tranny when I was like... I just like,
3: got here from a drag show.
2: Yeah. There you go, dude. Like, I've yeah. been to. I was such a fucking degenerate in my youth. I did all kinds of terrible things. I, yeah. I fucking... Anyways. We can well, plus, like, gender... Just, but like, this is the conversation <laughs> for that shit. But, That's where it's going. But, you know, the gender fucking,
0: nonconformity was fucking
2: punk rock. Yeah. And right? it was fine. And I didn't give a shit. And then they started doing this shit to the kids. There, We know what a fucking drag show is. It's a degenerate hellhole where there's a bunch of gay guys doing a bunch of drugs. They're doing meth. They want to butt fuck. And that's fine, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of gross, whatever. But do your fucking thing. Do you. Get monkeypox, whatever. But Jesus fucking Christ, the kid doesn't need to be in there. The kid doesn't need to be on stage. The kid doesn't need to be getting dollars thrown at him. They don't need yeah. to be doing the splits on the fucking stage like in a uh, fucking cheese string. What that's the that's actual awesome. fuck and why the fuck do I have to say that?
0: I know. And and guess what? It's always men. Go and show me the drag show where it's a woman in drag being a man. Fuck it, find me one. Dude,
2: someone was telling me the other day too, they were like I there's probably a meme it's like like if those if those fucking drag queen uh, trannies that want to read books to people, why are they going to nursing homes? <laughs> why are they going <laughs> to like places They're like? It's only for the kids. Why? <laughs> yeah, 100%. you could read to the homeless. You could read to the old folks. You could <laughs> the, I mean, people. the real answer though is yeah. is
3: that exact uh, dynamic that we're talking about, where if you can train for fifteen years, an entire generation of kids. Then, like, that's all you have to do. If you can do it for 15 years, then you can kind of like yep. leave it on autopilot and let it drive itself right. after
0: that. That's right. That's ideological subversion. That's what people need to understand. We're dealing with some of these people are so ideologically subverted, they can't, they can't understand facts. They literally cannot. And I, I experienced this. So I actually tried to talk to some of these Marxists when I was at the counter protest because basically I was there filming. And I was there like neutral. I was in like a, you know, a black hoodie or something. You know, there was nothing clearly saying who I was or what I stood for. And basically, I, I just got there and I was like, this is pretty nuts. So I just started filming. Eventually, one of them somehow clued into the fact that I was by no means a raging Marxist, cause, maybe because I wasn't chanting with them or something. They started freaking out at that point. So they grabbed their flags. They started like trying to wrap the flags around me and stop me from shooting. One of them came up with a spray bottle and just started spraying my phone to try to destroy it. And well, they were just like,
3: trying to make sure that you had an equal amount of flag and spray as they did.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, they didn't want me there. They didn't want, any, they didn't want any pushback, which is what I find so fucking strange. Like you're just there chanting for each other. Like you're not even chanting at the parents. It's just a big circle jerk, like you know. I, anyways, it was pretty interesting to try to talk to them and to just get it clear for myself that these people are so triggered, they're so out of touch with reality that they they can't even have a conversation. They were trying to they were trying to talk to me. You know, I'm like explaining. Well, my issue is ideological. My issue is ideological. I don't support Marxism. You know, I was very clear. Like, I have an issue with the ideology going on here. While I'm saying that there's a trans person with a noisemaker and they're like shaking it in my ear and like I'm being sprayed. And there's just like a fucking circus. I'm like, you know, Yuri Bezmenov was right. These people can't see that black is black, that white is white. They're incapable because they're ideologically subverted, which to an extent helps me understand they're not the real enemy. The enemy well, is no, the person, the groups right. that use psychological warfare to destroy my neighbor's mind. So my neighbor is not my enemy. And I got to be clear about that. Like I still have to be firm and be like, okay, well fuck you. You know, fine. But it's not the same as believing they're my enemy. You got to have situational awareness of like this battlefield. Yeah, man.
2: It's, it's <laughs> absolutely the truth, dude. I mean, because I actually have a little bit of empathy for them uh, because I've, dude, I've known these guys. I was a fucking radical leftist in my youth. I like I dude, I could have easily been talked into doing some wild fucking psychotic (laughs) shit when I was younger. I was so fucking radical. Like I wouldn't fucking I would have done some some
0: domestic terrorism for sure. (laughs) Yeah, man, I I get you. I know I for I know people right now I work with something. So like I'm still an actor, right? So. I do like regular shows on stage and stuff like I you know I perform comedy theater like once a week roughly and one of the actors who's with me uh she is all the way one of these Marxists she's at every single protest you know we try to talk it out we have reasonable conversations she's never really going to move in any direction other than further left but i'm like you know, know why man. burn the relationship what am i going to do well I think
2: that there's hope for them because the ones that are still willing to have a conversation, mm-hmm. those are the most reasonable ones, dude. And what you're going to do is you're going to plant a seed and it's going to stick in their craw. And they're like, mm, fuck, he was right about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Possible. Gonna, they might meet. That's what like happened d- to me. I was I was a radical fucking leftist and I sat there and had a conversation with this lady because I'd never really even met a Republican. I mean, I did, like I knew a bunch of them, but I'd never had a conversation with one. And this bitch was telling me she was gonna vote for Donald Trump. And and I like I was in school with her and, and it was like you're really going to vote for Donald Trump? This is the only person I'd ever talked to that was going to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm voting for Donald Trump. And we sat there and had like a two and a half hour conversation. And at the end, it, I wasn't convinced by any way, stretch of the imagination, but I kind of, kind of could slightly understand where she was coming from. Yeah, uh, And then it was just lots of little fucking things that happened for me. Like, I'm, I'm still not a Trumper, but you know
0: what I mean? I like. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It sort of happens like slowly according to the pace that's like right for you. You have to have your own thoughts about that shit. It's true. You're totally right. Maybe, you know, maybe some of the seeds I've planted will help this person along the way. Maybe she'll meet a detransitioner, you know, in person. That tends to be a huge red pill for people. Like the detrans people, I've said this a bunch of times, but it's so important for people to understand. You know, Yuri Bezmenov's thing about, you know, the, the ideologically subverted who can't see that black is black and white is white. They're gone, right? He's like, they're a lost cause. I'd say that's true, except for the detransitioners. And I think they're an interesting exception because they were what Yuri Bezmenov talked about. So they were so ideologically subverted that these girls literally like maimed themselves. They lost their breasts. They sterilized themselves. So they were so ideologically captured that they actually destroyed their bodies to an extent, but they woke up out of it. And now a bunch of them are suing these medical like organizations and they're speaking out which means they did become the exception to the rule. They can now see that black is black and white is white. So you're right. There are good examples of people coming around, and we should keep that in mind because even like one person emerging from it, man, their stories are always so powerful. You know, the people that used to be social justice warriors who are now like emerging from it, like that was a cult. When I look
2: at my Facebook memories –
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh god i cringe they're fucking <laughs> awful
4: <laughs>
0: well and, and, you know that's good that's a good story to tell right like people need to hear that stuff uh it's important i sir, i was left-wing as well i was reading ad busters i remember participating in buy nothing day to be like a raging anti-capitalist you know i was, I was and all you know
2: shit. if it's directed in the right way those things are good like if you, don't, if you don't fucking like Starbucks because they're cunts, yeah. good. Let's protest yeah. Starbucks. I mean, yeah. it would be like sometimes the goofballs are doing the right things, but they don't even know why they're doing it or they're doing it for the wrong reason. And you kind of just have to be like an attaboy. Like, all right, good for you, ding-dongs. Like, yes. uh, like I saw a bunch of people protesting outside of Starbucks the other day. and It was because they w- weren't going to let them uh, unionize
0: i'm like right. oh, whatever but <laughs> 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 all right no it's true you know the one of the most even keeled sources i've found for this just laying this out is the citizen's guide to fifth generation warfare it's rock solid it's rock solid just because it's a it's it's a very practical there's no dogma it's not about politics it's just about like doctrine and they even state in there you know they lay out here's what communism is here's what capitalism is and they openly talk about how both systems can be corrupted to rule and oppress people. Both systems easily corrupted. And we can see that communism, as we can see, is corrupting the shit out of everything. But capitalism being turned into corporatocracy, you know, availing itself to a corporatocracy. Well, that's what's fucking us too. Now we have media conglomerates that can control people's minds with these mad media campaigns. That's how it is in Canada. All the media, state media, right? There is nothing but State media in the mainstream in Canada. There's no dissent. We don't even have things like Fox News here that are like a conservative pushback. There's zero conservative media at all in the mainstream here. Uh, That's as to an extent, it's a result of like capitalism being taken into a corporatocracy because, you know, we have to understand healthy capitalism to protect it. And I would say yeah. that we didn't, and we let that get away. So you're right. It's like growing up. Some of what I was against as in my left wing days was corporatocracy, and now I see that. You know, I get it more clearly now. But at the time, you know, buy nothing day seemed like the best way. <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, I, I have a friend that is—he's uh, kind of a fucking brilliant kid, young guy. He's 21, so he's very idealistic. Uh, I'm gonna try to get him on the show because me and him have these long. Amazing fucking arguments all the time, and I think that my audience would love to hear them. Probably there, half of them are going to love them, half of them are going to hate them. But either way, they're going to (laughs) appreciate our arguments. Uh, So shout out, buddy! You know who you are. I'm going to try to get him on the show,
0: but you should because that's the kind of conversations that are dying. Like debates between opposing ideologies, between people that think differently. That's part of what's being canceled too, and people are being entrenched further and further into their own camps, into their own narrative entrenchments. And that's dangerous. It's so dangerous. And that's actually what social media is designed to do. It's what's so dangerous about social media is designed to create little echo chambers. Like you have to go and seek out people to disagree with you. It's why I follow the substack of my local Marxist chapter. I want to watch how they're thinking. I want to study them. I want to understand them. If I consume nothing but content that makes me feel validated and right, then I'm being socially engineered as part of the problem. Fuck that. I don't take it.
2: Yeah, I get it, man. Like half the time it's infuriating. So I don't like I do want to stay in my echo chamber, but at the same time I get it. And you have to know your enemy. Like yeah i listen to ben shapiro and it makes my blood boil <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I feel the same way
2: yeah i don't want to barf but i also yeah. want to have like a good like feeling for like what the conservative movement is and it's yes. really the corporate conservative movement like it's 100%. it's really sick dude yeah um, it's
0: gross it's gross this is one of the reasons why i made my film cut because i was like the conservatives are fucking us over because they're saying the way to protect girls and kids from the trans movement is to just become conservative and they're lying to people. And that's dangerous, you know, because I don't think it's it's an apolitical issue. Girls getting cut up, whether it's for gender transitions or whether it's because of exponentially rising breast augmentations and labiaplasties in teenagers, like that shit's weird too. All of that we need to look at as the broader demoralization and how it's affecting girls. I made that so even a left-wing person could watch it because it starts off with the way plastic surgery is affecting girls and be like, wait, our society is kind of fucking over girls. That was the whole point of it, Whereas, like, get this conversation into a place where people can't just say the solution is to become more politically aligned with me. Like, no, that's not it.
2: Yeah, buddy, I really appreciate that. That is really fucking cool because a lot of these things shouldn't be political. And and like when I was younger, I felt like things were way less political. Like you were actually allowed to have opinions on different topics. And there were more people that just people were more interesting. Like um, I had a lady on this show and shout out to her. Maybe I'm going to try to reach out and have her back on the show. But there is like, there's some wild groups of like progressives. Like she's progressive as fuck. Hard leftist. She's into witchcraft, all this wild shit, but she's in, anti- she's pro-life. And there's know. this big movement of pro-life leftists and progressives. And I was like, I didn't even know you guys existed. How do, you, how do you, how are you guys not like murdered, nailed to a cross? And there's love it. yeah, it's fucking beautiful, dude. And they're coming you know to this the left is... from the left and trying to save babies' lives, dude. And it's,
0: it's beautiful. Wow. You know, this is why, this is why I promote free thinking. So, so consistently. It's why it's all over my brand because people need to remember what free thought is, right? So free thought is the capacity to be able to think about yourself in the world using logic, reason, and empiricism. And empiricism is really the reliance on your body and your own direct experiences. So that's number one, right? And it's to be able to do that without relying on dogma, authority, or tradition. So when you're not relying on dogma, authority, and tradition, and you're using your direct experiences and logic and reason, that's a powerful fucking tool. But you cannot be politically entrenched and use free thought. They don't work together very well. So, you know, for me... Getting people to understand free thought, the actual definition of that, the practice of that, uh, you know, I think that's super important. It's been an anchor for me for a long time because once I read the definition of free thought, I was like, that's it right there. I was like, "That uh, you know, that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's pointing at the TV. I was like, that's it, okay, you know, let's go. So I really think that, you know, when people get a grasp of what free thought is, then you can navigate the waters of what the different political trenches are saying and doing, and really decide like who you are, what your value system is. And don't get me wrong, like we need to be politically engaged to an extent, right? Because at the same time, I think we have like this sort of deep state, new world order entity. They're deeply infiltrating politics and they're trying to use politics to grab power. And so you do want to be like locally active and understand who's not in the uniparty, right? Which representatives are not in the uniparty here? Uh, fuck Republican and Democrat like ideas of things. Let's just look at whether or not they're pushing the globalist uniparty line and and support those who are aligned with what we know to be correct for humanity at this time. You have to have free thought for that, you know, and so you don't ditch politics entirely, but also don't let politics think for you. That's the way I look at it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think with politics, the, the best way to keep an eye on politics is as locally as fucking possible. Uh, don't don't get fucking caught up in the big shit because the big shit we don't really have a fucking say. Like they try to call this a fucking democracy or. It's not a democracy. They even try to say it's like a constitutional or a democrat. What the fuck are they calling <laughs> a democratic republic or whatever the fuck they call it? But it, yeah. it's not really, dude. We we know that we're in an oligarchy. We know that literally our vote means fucking nothing. That actually yeah. the popular vote doesn't mean a fucking thing. And try yeah. to try to fucking explain to me how it isn't complete tyranny when you try to say that we're some form of democracy and that like our vote matters but this electoral college actually fucking decides and who gets a vote in those electoral college people? Oh, the party? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, Anyways, we can fucking talk about that all day. But like yeah. to me, what you're saying is like, f- say the fuck out of politics because you're right. that It is the, the globalist psycho, the global homo, global homogeny fucking psychos they are trying to make you think of red and blue. They are trying to make you think of left yeah, and right. They exactly. want to keep you in this like capitalist uh communist paradigm. Like because yes. you're seeing those, those communists and you're like, Oh my God, they're fucking scary. So I better go run to the right, you know? <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, I exactly. want people to fucking realize that too, that like, this is a dangerous transition time. When you start seeing people rise up and fighting, you need to be careful because your movement is going to get co-op too, if it isn't already like yeah. what they're going to try to replace it. I mean, it's always problem reaction solution, right? Yeah, it's, the, Hegelian it's the Hegelian dialectic, right? Yeah. So, I mean, these globalists know that they are fucking pushing trans kids, uh, cut off your pp do all the like do all this like let's fuck kids all the, they're getting more wild and more aggressive and in your face and there are stupid people that are buying into it but the rest of the world yeah. is going what yeah and so they're going to there's going to be this wild fucking swing in the opposite direction and that's they right. already have their people in place ready to do it whether that's Donald Trump I don't know whether it's you know whoever they whoever that person is they have that that ready to go because you know, they don't care which side wins, because they win. There's so a if great the left quote. wins, cool. Yeah. Yeah. If the yeah, right exactly. wins, cool. Because it doesn't matter. Both of my hands are in both of these puppets. So we need to fucking be careful because it could be just as fucking bad if the right wingers win. It, it it's going to be just as fucking bad if we're not careful. That's why you need to fucking take care of yourself. You need to be reliant on yourself. You need to start like relying on your small community around you. What are some like-minded people view? What do you guys have in common? Do you guys have a religion in common? Do you guys have some shared, um you know, ideals in common? Do you guys want to raise your kids the same way? Do you guys want to eat organic food? Do you guys want to be like not vaccinated? Like have some things that, uh, that you guys have some shit in common and pay attention and take care of each other. And then guess what? It doesn't matter who the fuck the president is.
0: Yes, 100%. You know, we're going into this era of, I think, increasing decentralization. So a big part of what's collapsing is centralization. You know, that's been one of the I issues. So. You know, I hope. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll see, I guess. But it's like, uh, there's a great quote from Kathy O'Brien. Uh, the MKUltra whistleblower, you know, who escaped MKUltra. And, you know, she says that at one point she, she recovered this memory of, uh, I think she was with George Bush Sr. And she was listening to him talk about when people get fed up with the Republicans, we'll put in Bill Clinton as a Democrat. And she just remembered them talking about swinging back and forth between the parties while they maintained control. You know, it's such an apt quote because I think there's a lot of that always going on. And 100%, you're so empowered when you just focus locally. And again, I think that's really what the, this, you know, this film was the the first time I really tried to buckle down and do that and try to be like, okay, how can I focus super hard on what's happening here? How the wars manifest here? Because sometimes too, like this wars, it can be manifest slightly differently in different communities. You know, it doesn't look here like that outrageous fucking Instagram video I saw yesterday necessarily. I have to go and see what it looks like here. You know, I'm sure that it's not the case everywhere else that they're saying it's Marxism, that they have Karl Marx's face all the time. I think sometimes it's a little more subversive than that. So it just depends on how the wars manifest in your community. But if you don't know the difference between what you see online and what's really happening in your community, you don't have situational awareness. And so you can't take proper action, you know? So don't get totally caught up in the digital domain. You have to learn to. You know, this is another thing they say in the Citizens' Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare. You got to dominate the physical domain, which is what you're talking about. Getting a network of like-minded people, getting a sense of who in your community has certain skill sets. You know, we're we're an unschooling family, so you know, we're all about child-led learning, and we have a network of parents that they they're educating their kids in a similar way, and we have this like solid network, and the kids are meeting up like three or four times a week and dude, you know, we'll I have those really
2: need to hook you up with Tejana after this. Cause yes. she's fucking amazing, man. Yeah. We're solid. definitely going to get you guys hooked up. uh We should all do an episode together too. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. She's fucking amazing, dude. And she's doing the same stuff. She's doing all this community outreach and she's really like trying to do Can- Canada for Canadians. And yep. dude, she's doing some solid fucking work. She's aw- absolutely awesome, dude. Great. Um, and wow man where was i going with this um i was thinking um ah so let's try to think of like some positive things that are fucking happening right now because um i just heard about this so i don't know too much about it but it it seems like some of the globalists kind of bullshit is starting to fall apart and i wonder how desperate like because you look at it like it looks like a fucking dragon, right? And it and it it's, it's maybe starting to die. But like when when a caged animal, you know, or not caged, when a cornered animal is most fucking dangerous when they're dying too, right? You know, and I I think about things like I, I just heard that like BlackRock had to lay off about a thousand employees, um, and that they're downsizing and they're <laughs> they're having troubles, you know. Um, when you're looking at Satan itself, like BlackRock and they're starting their portfolio is starting to look shitty and people are pulling out of blackrock people are like actively taking millions out um to me that sounds like a fucking fantastic thing um and i wish it was an organized thing i wish there were some folks that were like hey here's an alternative support our local companies like take your money out of blackrock and put it into your local community and things like that i don't think that's the case they might be just giving it to some other evil corporation maybe it's all going to vanguard i don't know but
0: well i know there's some you know there's like uh Patriot switch and there's a, a bunch of like sort of parallel economy people really trying to launch some cool stuff. And I think there's some really positive things there. I just came across a really awesome resource called our home tribe. Uh, I just did a podcast uh, with Emily, the woman who who founded this. Uh, I, I was on the um, breakaway USA podcast with her. And I'm uh, collaborating with those guys. Um, on a new on a new podcast actually, which we'll talk about in a second. But she's got our home tribe, and this is like a really dope, uh, basically like a, a network. And there's an app too you can get for your iPhone and Android that connects people with homeschooling and unschooling resources. And it's like all about giving parents and kids the resources they need to have like a rich home education. You know, in all these different philosophies of learning. So she's really broad minded about it. It talks about doing it as like homeschooling or Waldorf for like all these different ways of looking at, you know, uh, learning styles and children. Really, really great. And actually, having found this, I'm actually going to start developing some courses uh, to put up on there um, that people can go and purchase because I have a ton of research that I'm working on that's on the art of using homeschooling to create family legacy. I've got content on the science and philosophy of unschooling that I'm going to be doing. That's a really positive thing that I found recently. I was like, this is so cool that there's a project like this existing and they specifically set it up so they can't get tied into any of the DEI bullshit. So they can't get tied into any of like the corporatocracy nonsense where they can cancel companies. They have zero debt. They're, you know, 100% independent company launching uh, all of this good stuff. So that was a really cool discovery. I is made. it a
2: private or a public company? Cause you have to be careful with that too, because the second that you're, you're open, that's when those companies can just like things like BlackRock start buying fucking stock and things like that. And then all of a sudden that's when they can kick you out of your own fucking company that you created. It's one of those. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming
0: they protected <laughs> themselves from that. I mean, like, so. She seemed really yeah. aware about it, but uh, yeah, I guess people should dig into that for sure. Check it out. Uh, you know, but oh the the other positive thing, oh yo, but I wanted to say before I forget with yeah, breakaway breakaway USA, uh, I am collaborating with them and we're gonna do a little Canadian uh, we're we're launching a Canadian podcast through them because we're all about creating, you know, breakaway this sense of breaking away from this corrupt system that's collapsing. So we just launched a new podcast called Liberty North. So people can look up Liberty North on Instagram. We're dropping our first episode and that's going to focus really on like using Canadian insight to really help the world at large. You know, the way that people look to the truckers and what's going on in Canada and how it's sometimes the tip of the spear with communism so that Americans can sort of see what's coming. We're all about that. So check that out. Before I forget, I wanted to say that. (laughs) Hell
2: yeah, dude. I've got, yeah, we've got some Canadian friends up there. Uh, I want to hook you up with all of them because uh, they're all doing some fantastic work up there, dude. So that is really cool, dude. Liberty North. So make sure to send me all these links after the show, and I, I will it. include them all in the show notes so everybody can find that stuff. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about, like I- exactly what you're doing, what you're talking about, making these like maybe these unschooling, homeschool sort of like curriculum, things like that. That's what we need to be thinking about. Like people think too short term. They're yeah. thinking like, how are we going to beat this right now? Yeah, y- you're not. Yep. no i mean the these fucking plans have been put into place decades ago and you're not going to fucking smash them all the bits now you can stop some things and you should and and i'm not telling you not to fight but what we need to be doing is we need to start thinking the long game too because yep. they said like yuri bezmanov said how do you fucking like infiltrate a fucking society it takes 20 20- plus years you got to start by teaching an entire generation well we need to stand up now we need to teach this generation right now we're the ones having kids yep the normal people we're the ones having kids keep your let's start this right here and right now okay i'm gonna say my wild things don't fucking take any vaccines that's my personal opinion I'm whatever i don't i don't i don't there's no fucking nothing. Things. nothing yep. don't cut your fucking kids dick please don't don't generally <laughs> mutilate them uh, and then more so than that, don't ever let them darken the doorway of a government indoctrination camp. keep your kids out of public schools. that's, that's where the these that's where this shit is happening. Yep. That's where your kids are gonna fucking get taught about this wild leftist social gender and uh, they'll be taught to hate themselves because of the way they look. My beautiful little son is Hitler's wet dream. He's blonde haired, blue eyed. He's a beautiful (laughs) little boy. They're going to tell him that he has to hate himself because of the way he was born. Yep.
0: Same thing. I, 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 Fuck yourself. Yep. hundred percent, dude. I'm with you all the way. Like, this is it. We got to be thinking into the future because our enemy has been thinking into the future for a long time. They've been thinking multi-generationally. So like, don't even just think of your kids now. Think of your kids, kids, kids right? Think about your legacy. That's it. It's family legacy. What are you creating now that's going to reach into the future generations of your family? For me, I want to generate a legacy of free thought. I want free thought, free thinking children who are able to pass on that skill set to the next kids because that is a skill set that can be adapted to the different conditions of the world at large. We know things are changing rapidly. So I want to instill that legacy in my children. You know, I'm looking at this totally as legacy thinking like my enemy, they're at war with our future right now. So that's sort of what we need to be thinking about. This is why I launched my Legacy Keepers project. You know, people can check out. If you go to to my website, Simonasso.com or DaughtersOfTheWestFilm.com, you can look on the menu there. You'll see Legacy Keepers, and I've got a free Legacy Keepers workbook for parents and a Legacy Keepers Foundations workshop. Both of those are free right now, and it really invites people into like how to create rites of passage. For your children that can help ignite legacies that will last it looks into how we got here you know the way that our enemy has been thinking in terms of generations it's a deep study of the new world order how and why they've attacked the family how we need to respond with legacy uh i'm majorly focused on this right now it's something i really want to empower other families to do because i can see that family legacy is the achilles heel of the new world order so i'm like fucking Tightly focused on that.
2: There's a reason why they hate the nuclear family. 100%. They don't want you to have a strong foundation. They don't want you to love your parents. They don't want you to have a good upbringing. They want you to be raised by the state. They think they own your child. Yep. Your child is their property. And they want to instill it. And you know what? They're almost right. And that's why you have to be extra fucking careful, dude. Like the second that you let your child into one of those schools there is a level of implied consent that's what they call it so yep. they can they can do all kinds of medical things to your child they can like yep. put fluoride all over their teeth they can they can give them a jab they can even start transitioning them like socially they can go get yep. them a dress and or maybe some hormone blocker they can do all kinds of wild shit yep and yep. Um, they don't have to tell you shit. They've set it up that way. When you sign it up, up when you sign your fucking name on the dotted line and you drop your child off at one of these places, because fuck it's cheaper than a babysitter, right?
0: That's the struggle. And I get it, right? A lot of families, they're stuck in this place where they, they, they got into the social norm of using school as childcare for their entire childhood. And this normalization was all part of the war on the family, right? So you have to get, Get your head into the the mindset that there's a certain amount of sacrifice that is correct, right? So if this means you don't get to maintain the lifestyle that you have right now, if you lose a bit of your lifestyle, if your income drops a bit, but it means you keep your kids home, that is a worthy investment, in my opinion. Yeah. I'd say yeah. be a little bit more poor if you have to to get your kids out of school. Then do that. You're Figure it out,
2: poor, man. I mean, it sucks. It fucking sucks. But dude, if you gotta live in like a fucking I don't know if you got to live in an apartment, live in a fucking apartment. If you got to live in a fucking one bedroom studio, but your kids are fucking happy and you get to spend more time. That's That's right. That's what fucking matters, dude.
0: Way more. It matters the most because again, you're reaching the future when your kids have a stable upbringing and your family's tight. That lasts for generations. You have to fucking think that way. So you're a little bit more, you take a bit of a hit on your paycheck and your lifestyle but like the next like three generations are badass. Uh, I I don't know. I think that's worth it. Yep.
2: Fucking A, man. Simon, this was a fucking blast, dude. It's always a good time to talk to you. Um, why don't you tell our audience, is, is there any other stuff you want to share with us? Is
0: Anything we missed? Yes. I will say that on January 21st, I am hosting a masterclass that people can register for. And that's like, I, I really am unpacking, years, maybe almost a decade of research into how war has evolved, how communism has evolved, uh, the you know the, some of the science and philosophy of unschooling that I talked about. And it's really just like a huge lay of the land and all the practical solutions that I found in living with a family in this war and researching warfare, modern warfare for many years now. Um, so that is my From Pressure to Potential masterclass. That's on January 21st. You'll find that in the courses section of my website. Um, and that's really like, you know, I, I'm really psyched about this. Cause it's, it's just practical as hell. It gives people really deep insight into the cognitive battlefield that we're in. And the reason it's called pressure to potential is because I'm really about taking the pressure of all the fucking warfare that surrounds us and turning that into potential, not letting it stress you out, but letting it, you know, refine you and your family so people can check that out. And, um, other than that, yeah, there's all my films on my site. There's Daughters of the West. There's my Super Organism six-part series. That's on the war and the family. Uh, there's You can watch my new film for free on my website. And there's the Legacy Keepers project that people can check out. Either go to simonesler.com or daughtersofthewestfilm.com. And there's all the swag that you can get as well. $5 mm-hmm. off the Communism Kills shirt if you put in the code REDSHADOW.
2: Love it, dude. That's fucking awesome, man. And uh I'm definitely I'm gonna hook you up with my buddy Davey from Red Pill Cartel. He is a, a proud Canadian out there, and I think he's probably around your neck of the woods. And then uh cool. I'm gonna also hook you up with my buddy Tom Cat from Strange Brew, and I'm also gonna hook you up with Tejana, because those are Sweet. my those are my homies out there in Canada, and they are all fucking working hard to defeat the New World Order. So
0: let's go, let's do it. And, I love that. Oh, and anyone, if you want to watch. Canada's red shadow. The easiest way is on Instagram or X. The full film is free there. Watch it, share it, share your own stories of communism. Let's do it.
2: Let's do it, man. I love it. And everybody, uh, cause Thomas is gone. I'm going to give his, uh, his, um, I'm going to give his, uh, what the fuck you call that? Right. So I'm going to give his plugs, rather. So, everybody go to paranoidamerican.com, uh, chaos twins.com, samtripoli.com to go and check out his awesome uh, comic book that he made with Sam Tripoli called The Chaos Twins. You can pick it up there um, at any of those websites that I just mentioned. And uh, we're going to play again Thomas's new music video that he made uh, called Moonchild about that. Uh, that broad that got pregnant by Alistair Crowley in the middle of the desert trying to do some wild uh, satanic rituals out there. So this is the new music video by Thomas. He's making wonderful music with his AI art, Moonchild. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you, Simon. Word up. See you soon. See you, buddy. Um, There we go. Video file. And there it is. Moonchild. Think is going to play.
4: it's gonna play. got, it's got a few. She's filled with in a circle under the moon. A kiss. What if you're a child? Girls make a humongous. It's a ritual in the desert night. But I just might if it's right. Make it habitual. I just might. It takes a wicked individual oh, wow. to inseminate this moonchild. The moon child is a magical pool. Oh, yeah, I'm moon. Child, summoning demons in you. Yeah, she's a moon. Child, it don't make your tongue to kiss, but if you